Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia joining to you, joining you guys on yet another bleak weekend with uh, my guest from California this week, uh, Mohal Joshi. Uh, Mohal, welcome to Mind Podcast. I know we would said we said we would do an updated episode on coronavirus. I just didn't know it would be this so soon. And in the last, we spoke what three, four weeks ago, and since then it has unraveled on. Um, epic proportions you know on a scale of epic proportions so welcome to mind podcast uh, mohal of course is a columnist with mind makers uh, uh, tweets on a variety of issues hosts a podcast with kishore narayan called india rising and uh, has probably one of built one of the best trackers uh, uh, on the coronavirus where he's tracking us and india cases uh, the cases where the you know the our majority of our listenership is focused in us and india so they would they would be uh, this uh, not to offend the people who are tuning in from the other parts of the world guys but <laughs> two places are where, where mohal is tracking so uh, welcome to my podcast again mohal yeah thanks adit pleasure so, to join again yeah so let's let's you know let's just get into the numbers and everything right mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, by the time we are recording the podcast i think we are uh, more than 2.33 million cases in the world um mm-hmm. more than 160700 deaths uh, mm-hmm. more than half a million people have recovered uh, that number by mm-hmm. the time we are done record uh, by the time you listen to this podcast it will be more about in the excess of 6600000 actually uh, the number of people recovered uh, there are more than 1.5 million active cases and uh, the majority of the cases obviously are focused in us which is almost three quarters of a million it will certainly cross three quarters of a million tomorrow and yeah rate at which it's going probably 1 million in about 6 or 7 days uh, <clears throat> yeah um the next two countries i know people were talking about italy but spain actually has more 20000 more cases than italy it has less fatalities but 3000 fatalities but the two key countries to watch out now also are france and uk where the number of fatalities especially are shooting up like anything as as well as the number of cases um uh, china too strangely enough revised its numbers by 1200 <laughs> so uh, seriously i'm i'm so perturbed with what china is doing but we'll come to that later um uh, india right now has about more than 16500 cases if i'm not mistaken uh, o- overall and uh, uh, more than f- over 500 deaths so we're going to talk a little bit about india the last few days we've seen a bit of a spurt in the cases in india especially from our home state of you know gujarat and the neighboring state of mm-hmm. maharashtra along with tamil nadu so we will talk more but mohal why don't you give your initial thoughts before we jump into the discussion i think you uh, very well summarized uh, the overall picture of covid-19 across the world uh, us as you know is the is the world leader i mean india as of right now i'm checking is like 15700 cases so um, there was some positive news yes this time yesterday where i had observed that uh, i believe like the five of the past six days excluding one day when there was a slight spike the percentage increase in new cases was below 10% oh. i haven't done the math for yesterday when it was again a huge jump of 1300 cases but because the base factor is becoming quite big i would believe it would still be under 10% so as i had written yesterday on mindmakers platform that uh 
I mean, this, this see the data is always very noisy. So if you look at individual days, it's not very easy to see a trend. So what I did was I looked at a seven day weighted moving average where I looked at the trend. So I think India, India is probably uh, seven to 10 days behind the US. And in the US, we did peak uh, around like a week ago on the April 10th with 34,700 cases. Mm-hmm. So India, the hope is, I mean, I know India and US are a very completely different countries. But for India, hopefully we peak in a week or a two, assuming there are no major setbacks uh, across the nation. So no, no, by the end of the month, we peak. Sorry? I'm saying no tablighi jamaat redux. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We don't want any, any kind of yeah. such events. I, weirdly enough, the state where I'm based in right now, Texas, is, is, was also reporting the cases slowly. And the number of cases in Texas and number of cases in India has almost been at the same steady level. Um, if I, if I, if I uh, may draw that weird comparison. And Texas is slated to peak around the same time as India as well. Uh, around April 28th is what a lot of projections are. So um, mm-hmm. uh, my, 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 my current place of uh, uh, sage and my country of birth, my home, uh, is, uh, is sort of I'm tracking both of them very simultaneously. So it's, it's kind mm-hmm. of strange. I mean, Texas right now is about 18,000 plus cases. So a little bit more than India. But let me ask mm-hmm. you, this, a lot of people are saying, and actually we are about to carry a piece uh, very shortly, another piece on mind makers that talks about this um, case about uh, testing. You know, people are saying, why is India mm-hmm. testing mm-hmm. South Korea? Mm-hmm. And that piece mm-hmm. conclusively busts the, this theory that, you know, it's not some crazy theory that Indians have just pulled out of, you know, thin air, that It's a very scientific approach based on the mm-hmm. resources we have and our mm-hmm. numbers are fairly accurate yes obviously they are less than what uh, the actual numbers might be asymptomatic carriers have not been tested mm-hmm. ideally you would want everyone mm-hmm. to be tested but even if you test 10% of india's population that's going to take like 6 months to do so right so you can't just mm-hmm. do that um so the, india's approach so far even though the lockdown might hurt India economically, I don't mm-hmm. honestly, in a country so densely populated as India, I don't, I, I don't think there, there is any, there was any other way out. Yeah, I mean, just on that last point first, that India and US, I think I just talking to friends, I had to call it like the largest social, medical, epidemiological experiment in the world where US has this laissez-faire kind of soft lockdown versus like we keep hearing like India is kind of a hard lockdown. Now, how it will pan out in terms of medical cases, the medical impact and the economic impact will be a fascinating thing to follow over the next uh, few months. And, and let's face it, let's say for what it is, there is no lockdown in United States. There might be lockdowns in cities. There might be stay-at-home advisories in some states. Mm-hmm. There might mm-hmm. be uh, even the state of Texas. Not all counties are under lockdown. So if mm-hmm. I try, uh, yeah, like because uh, the, the, the the school academic year has been cancelled. So there are different variety of advisories that are given, right? Yeah, I don't think it's a complete lockdown like you see in India. Right. Uh, like obviously theaters are closed. There are no concerts, uh, but mm-hmm. most, uh, most restaurants are open for takeout and, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. sort of orders and stuff. And you do see uh, most businesses are closed, but it's not the same as India. I've, I've spoken to a lot of family members. My dad actually. Yeah. Same here. 
just mm-hmm. in two days before the lockdown was he actually had to reschedule his flight to come here so uh, he told me everything of what he saw and you know uh, uh, post the janta curfew what the situation was but um, coming to uh, coming to the practicalities of what is happening in america mm-hmm. uh, new york we see we initially saw a plateauing of cases and people thought that it's going down but then again that could have been also because of the lack of testing on the weekend uh, we, we have seen that the tendency yeah. of more cases to be reported on weekdays than weekends so and then monday sees a spike the mondays usually always see a spike in cases yeah so saturday sunday you are between 7 and 8000 and monday almost gets close to 11000 so uh, yeah. that, that that's been the general trend uh, but what do you think you think that but today was an exception today actually new york had about 7500 or 7700 cases so do you see that as a positive trend like as in in this case positive is going down the flattening of the curve i mean i haven't uh, focused a lot of attention to be fair on like the new york cases in particular yeah. what i've been tracking more is overall the us trend and the 34000 i mean thankfully fingers crossed we never cross that again the 34700 mark uh we are in the low 30s uh, like 30 31 32 we get into that but so we are plateauing we haven't gone down significantly so i mean some might call it a plateau while some might say no we are definitely uh, trending down mm-hmm. and uh, also i know you had asked uh, regarding the testing part so wanted to like elaborate more on that mm-hmm. so like the, the i mean granted like india we don't have enough resources so it won't be feasible to just test anybody randomly uh, whoever needs a test so there are like few counterpoints i would like to say like one is let's say if we were massively under testing so that would indicate that uh let's say we don't test the mild symptomatic cases that would mean we would end up with the highly uh, uh sick people or like massively sick people so they would be coming at a very later stage because if the mild symptoms are not being diagnosed so they would be coming and falling sick and probably dying so that would drive that would mean that if you are not testing enough your new your denominator in the percentage of mortality percentage would be very low and the deaths would still be the same because a person who is going to die eventually might die depending on whether he got testing or not to a large extent so that would drive our mortality rate very very high but as far as i know i don't think our mortality rate is anywhere close to any of the western countries now granted there is some demographics in play like where we have a slightly uh, younger population them them the second point is the percentage but, 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 of no 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 sorry to uh, interject mohal yes mm-hmm. we may have a percentage of younger population which is higher but if you just look at absolute terms the number of old people in india is a lot mm-hmm. like even if it's yeah, yeah. percent that's 300 million that's about the population of america mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or yeah the, so so that yeah. that is obviously there so even even if like one honestly if india were to be infected as badly as america was then in terms of mm-hmm. it, you would see america has lost more than 37000 people right mm-hmm. so uh, mm-hmm. but but in india it's not even cross to 1000 it's about 500 people yeah and also like second point so that's a good point like regarding like uh, our mortality percentage should be very very high hmm. uh, and i believe like hopefully this and the other points i'll elaborate are covered in that piece on mind makers yeah. the other 
point I wanted to cover was the so one was the CFR. The other point is that uh, let's say we are not testing enough. So, uh, oh, sorry, the, the percentage of positive cases that we've been finding. So as of yesterday, it was just 4.6% of people. Now compare that to a place like Italy, like during the peak of their crisis, they were finding 24 out of every 100 people to be positive. US is around 19. New York is like an astounding or a crazy 40. So every 40 out of 100 people who were testing were getting positive. So now if India is 46 and if you just massively randomly just test the population, you're just going to drive the new, the denominator in the percentage uh, greater. So your percentage of positive cases is going to be just in, inflated by the denominator and be even lower than what it is. And, and, and let's, let's one add, to add, add one line mm-hmm. to the point mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that nonsense figure that the Dramanan guy was saying about 300 to 500 million, we can we can say safely that we won't be close to that number. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure how the modeling was done, to be honest. I did some extrapolations and I could not reach that number, at least in the time frame that he prescribed, you know. So the other is the uh, percentage number. And also, thirdly, let's just look at anecdotally. anecdotally. Mm. So let's say if we were not testing enough, Mm. then those mild people, like a certain percentage of, let's say, 10 or 10 or 15% would be exhibiting symptoms which might require hospitalization. So that would create a massive rush of pneumonia-like symptoms in patients who would be gate-crashing your hospitals and jamming up the system, which I don't think we have seen in any state, be it like government, like pro-BJP or I mean not BJP control states, like, you know, controlling the narrative. I don't think anybody has seen like, okay, we are getting a rush of pneumonia like symptoms something is going on and we can't make heads or tails of it so i think these three points like the uh, would disprove that I, we are not I, testing I wish, enough i wish bollywood also um, heard this podcast because then in six days they'll be tweeting thanks to Uddhav Thakre, there are no pneumonia like symptoms in mumbai <laughs> because they seem to thank him for everything yeah, I mean, uh, Bollywood is just on its own tangent uh, as usual. So we'll, we'll come to that later. But so so mm-hmm. that's the reality. So next time if people ask you about, uh, you know, what testing and all that nonsense theories or, or, or quote um, pieces from um, uh, great satirical websites like The Wire, please make them listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, or that uh, alleged health reporter Vidya Krishnan. I mean, good God. Oh, boy. Yeah, if 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 she's she's if she's a health reporter, then this is a fashion and lifestyle podcast. So I mean, <laughs> it's that I mean it's ridiculous the amount of theory she made. And then when the leftists are caught, you know, on their back foot, they give the I understand the larger point. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm, what mm-hmm, larger mm-hmm. point? Yeah, it affects your credibility to comment on mm-hmm. any situation properly if you cannot talk yeah. facts. I mean, it's like that old story, like the boy who cried wolf. I mean, if you're just crying wolf, wolf all the time, that, 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 the time when you genuinely pointed an issue, nobody's going to believe you for a true. No, so I mean, as, as engineers, tomorrow if we design a structure and instead of like we over, uh, we over, uh, you know, prize it by twice saying, at least it's not going to be it but we can't be charging a lot of structure. You know, saying that you get the larger yeah. And I, I think uh, uh, Shekhar Gupta yesterday wrote a, n- a nice article saying that like the West, many in the West just wanted like, you know, our 
like full body bags uh, across india but they're not getting it and they're disappointed he had a two delightful lines first of all i was very happy that he quoted my favorite test writer aaron sorkin uh when he wrote his piece we started with that so uh, for a lot of people who don't know who aaron sorkin is he wrote a few good men the west wing and other things but he came up with what is arguably one of the most famous lines of hollywood you can't handle the truth so mm-hmm. he started with that line but 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 he ended with a terrific line which i hope arundhati roy reads uh <laughs> it, it 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 was uh, it was probably aimed at uh, her ilk uh, as uh, he said he, he said uh, during the aids numbers when all the india numbers were inflated projections just like this ramanan cra- uh, was uh, you know uh, applying his factor of craziness to uh, the covid numbers mm-hmm. he said some um, uh, uh, well funded wine and cheese it was a well funded wine and cheese war to save india <laughs> so this is this must is, be that tractor diplomacy tractor diplomacy for who ha tr- dr tedros <laughs> so we'll talk about <laughs> who china and uh, their favorite uh-huh. dr tedros later so yeah. uh, uh, i i i am obviously saying who's favorite soldier dr tedros before i misconstrued let me clarify <laughs> um i mean he is doing he is doing some very questionably phenomenal work for who so uh, i uh-huh. leave it up to our viewers to de- our listeners to determine whether it's questionable or phenomenal uh, so read mm-hmm. more read my pieces and then uh, decide for yourselves but let's go to china i was so curious uh-huh. they revised their numbers by 1300 and before you say that 1300 mm-hmm. uh, you know oh it's only 1300 out of 37000 china had only reported 3290 sorry they revised it by 1290 they had only reported mm-hmm. 3300 deaths so this is an addition of almost 30% or wasn't it like 50% closer to i think no 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 it was 30% it was it was 3300 okay. and they added well so maybe maybe 50% for wuhan maybe uh, could be but I, 30% I, I, for the whole of country i don't understand like how can you get it off by that much and what does this tell about who who kept saying that that china was data from china was credible because if it's not it was their job to say that china is reporting these numbers but we do not believe this i mean yeah i mean any data coming out of china i mean even the gdp numbers that came out which showed like negative 6.5% or something like nobody believes it i mean the joke on china is ki jo bhi gdp number de usme 5% all card do so you know if it's like 5% make it it's zero so anyways uh, that the part which is more disappointing on who part mine is okay i mean let's say i mean they take whatever numbers they don't have their investigative power to maybe see how many deaths are there but how did they make the determination that in january 14th or 15th i don't know the exact date they tweeted and the tweet is still up probably that there is no human to human transmission when i mean There was clearly human-to-human transmission going on. They did not endorse the travel bans that a lot of countries proposed on China at that time, and so mm-hmm. so if if people. But but one point. So I'm not trying to defend WHO here, but see that is more like a political decision at the country level. But the medical part, the epidemiology part, right? that they cannot get it wrong like the human to human that is like the most shocking part of it like okay the other part was maybe a political decision on what to do what not to do but how can you miss something like a human to mass human to human transmission in china yes, yes. 
I, 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 I just find it absolutely incredible. Incredible. I, um, it, it just something about it does not add up. But let me ask you this. What do you, mm-hmm. um, what do you make? What is the way forward? Do you think the numbers in China are significantly more than what they're saying? And how much more? If you may, if you want to add your bet. I mean, this is probably if you ask any 10 year old or uh, kid or an 85 year old grandma, I think they're going to say that the China numbers are not true. So there's, uh, I think, universal unanimity on that. So there were like few interesting reports. Uh, I mean, this is all anecdotal. I mean, obviously, we can never confirm news out of China. So, you know, the Chinese, like, uh, they do last right. So, a lot of their uh, cremation was done of the patients. So, someone called up the various funeral homes in Wuhan mm. and said, like, you know, how many urns are you distributing? I mean, you know, to all the loved ones of the people who passed away. So, mm. someone did a math on, okay, they are doing maybe 2500 urns at this many places over this many days and the number came out to be 40,000 really so yeah i mean I, I can send you the report later on but there was a report that it's 40,000 i mean there's also a report by some taiwanese businessman i mean he could be saying the truth it could be lying there there china had ordered like 2 million body bags but it doesn't mean like 2 million people might have died it could be for future stuff it could be like making this thing up so i mean it probably is in the thousands. I mean, when you look at the death toll from other countries, it would be surprising how China could, uh, I mean, see the other countries had a bit of a head start. I mean, they didn't prepare well in many cases, but they knew this was coming. So they started doing social distancing, but in China, there was no social distancing. I mean, God knows how many people got out of Wuhan before the lockdown on January, I think 23rd. So there would be a ton of more cases where they would might not have reported. I mean, and now maybe, seeing the number of cases in other countries, maybe China feels, okay, maybe we can just let the count go a little bit higher and, you know, mm. nobody will notice. Mm. No, I, I, so I agree. Another interesting thing is United Kingdom. United Kingdom is reporting more than 6,000 cases and a lot of, you know, deaths and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about UK? Uh, I think UK, I mean, they went down the wrong path initially. So if you look at the reports, they were the, some of the advice given to Boris Johnson was that, okay, we'll deal with this with herd immunity, which was kind of bonkers in my opinion, because if, and even like some people in India and US also talk about this herd immunity. It's like, let me like refute that right here. So, I mean, I'm not an epidemiologist, but like one, what I read is like, you need, you need certain criteria. You, you have analyzed data right now. Uh, data analysts are as important as that because the data helps the epidemiologists point out what, what is happening there. It's an insult more than like a credit. So I just want to make sure. I, I, I didn't say intellectual or expert. I, I don't work <laughs> in the buyer. What do you do? How dare you accuse me of saying that? So anyways, coming back to the point. Huh. Um, uh, so they, they went down this herd immunity thing. So see, see for herd immunity is good for like. Pounce on me. I may have used the term intellectual in a correct sense also. So don't pounce on me. <laughs> Go on. Yeah, please. So. Uh, Coming back to this herd immunity, see herd immunity is good when you have like a, let's say a disease like measles for which you have a proven vaccine. So they say like once you give it to like around 90% of the population, it stops the person to person communication or, you know, it breaks the chain basically. Like the thing we are trying to do with social distancing, it does with uh, vaccination. Plus 
in certain diseases like let's say certain strains of the flu if you got it last year then this year you would be probably immune to it there is no 100% guarantee mm. so the thing is if sars cov2 or covid19 was there like years ago let's say 10% of the population got it and they have the antibodies for it or resistance towards it so right. next year they might not they might break the chain or they might not get sick the problem is this is a new disease so nobody has immunity plus you have no vaccine so i'm not sure how they how you're going to do the herd immunity they just wanted like okay maybe some people will get sick and we'll get over it soon so they just wasted time didn't prepare for it and i think now they're just getting crushed uh, in terms of new cases and deaths in uh, united kingdom boy and the problem is and i was actually just looking up some facts of what is happening in united kingdom i think the biggest issue um, that people are going to run into is uh, how far is the spread they are not able to determine that so the and boris johnson obviously uh, thankfully came out of the icu and he's recovered he's recovered completely so that's a good thing uh, but but moving moving to back to america uh, right now america is in a strange position right very mm-hmm. few people there is no doubt that the trump administration's initial response to covid left a lot to be desired they could have uh, you know done a lot more mm-hmm. but there is also the reality that uh, the left has bungled up on many cases including some governors some mayors and mm-hmm. congressmen and women so the problem in america is it is so politically divided that the left will not admit the problems with it and the right is not going to admit the problems with it and that is resulting in this big jamela when us is you know mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. than a third i think well right now it's close to 30% uh, 25% but uh, the way it's going it's probably going to be closer to 30% very soon because the us cases are increasing exponentially compared to the other countries so um so that's 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 the unfortunate reality of uh, uh the situation right now but how do you view this dichotomy i think bill maher nailed it last week when he called out uh, people like ted lu who is a congressman from california uh, about you know uh, question his nonsense theory about why we can't say the chinese virus and stuff it originated in china and calling it the chinese virus isn't racist but people like ted lu and stuff uh, will make all these generalizations about india when they're talking about kashmir but then will will suddenly have problems with chinese virus but that my my beef with him is something else so i'm going to take that later but will ma was absolutely right you know uh, when uh, when he questioned the left and they again they said that this was a racist speech now i was like i could not believe i saw that speech it was no way racist so what is going on in the american political society is it because we are in an election year or what is going on i mean partly it's election year but i mean i think you rightly said and i have been mentioning to few others that this is a case where as you said at the federal level and at the state level both uh, parties haven't come out with flying colors like nobody is getting lot of plaudits for what they did because mm-hmm. the response was bungled up like as you say in the beginning by the federal and at the later on by the state i mean at some mayors i won't name them but like they were as early as late as february or march they were uh, i don't forget the exact date like i think a uh, sometime in february they were advocating oh go have a big good time in your city you know don't worry about hmm. uh like corona virus so like they kind of like encourage like more activity and not social distancing hmm. they took it lightly 
and i mean you hear all kinds of conspiracy theories from both sides like uh, i mean oh it's just a case of bad case of flu and you know there's nothing to worry about like x thousand people die by road accidents yeah they do but like road accidents are not contagious you don't like kill pass it on to like three more people like you know so i mean even like uh, people like dr oz and uh, some of the medical professionals have been like uh, yeah so that 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 is the trouble right at the heart of it all that people are not um, you know focusing in it on like what the cure should be but in in the last 5 minutes i want to spend a a little bit of time on the way forward what do you think mm-hmm. the, the way forward um will uh, uh what what do you think is going to happen in america what do you think is going to happen in europe and in india and what is going to be the economic impact so let's talk a bit about that mm-hmm. to us it almost seems certain that it's going everything is going to be shut down till may 4th or not everything but a lot of businesses or mm-hmm. is there going to be work from home and stuff like that not in complete lockdown mode mm-hmm. the us economy hasn't taken as much of a hit as the indian economy uh, mm-hmm. potentially at least because india was under complete lockdown but the indian uh, 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 cases are far far lesser than american cases and the dangers were more so i i i i i think india took the right decision but when it opens up what do you think how are these two countries going to react i mean firstly like we will have to identify i think as it was mentioned in the over the reopening back guidelines here in us that you need to have like at least 14 days of declining cases mm. the main thing is that you need to have capacity to test so if let's say you open and you have a flood of cases where people have exhibit pneumonia like symptoms so you should have the capacity that you can test everybody because you don't want like people to wait 3 4 days because they could be potentially spreading it to more people and i know it has so, happened so to at least so i mean i, I don't want to say no mm-hmm. a lot of people in us a lot of mm-hmm. people yeah so we need to i mean ramp up testing even more i mean we are doing i think 150000 tests per day in us but it might need no, 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 it no, needs no. to go even what? more i mean last i checked it was like around 150k 150000 per day okay. so the larger point is that basically you need to ramp up testing to, like you know if everybody needs it after reopening back you need to be capable to do that and also do a lot of contact tracing i think in us as we know that there wasn't a lot of contact tracing done especially for travelers from outside oh, the yeah. us so the, we need to and there will be some level of social distancing i think as i wrote like all the marginal activity maybe going to like you know getting in a flight for a vacation or a uh non essential travel or movies or you know going on cruises and stuff all that will be reduced till you get a vaccine probably in 12 to 18 months you know and like same for india i think they the government has decided to identify green orange and red zones and i think green zone can open up back on april 20th and then orange they have to monitor and red zone i think will be take longer and, yeah and we cannot shut down the economy indefinitely we cannot have out of yeah. work people construction and stuff has to start essential mm-hmm. things are on but there are certain certain things infrastructure work and stuff that are of the critical important and ultimately it's going to help us in the long run so they need to start uh, europe i think yeah. is in a far more dangerous position because uh, they also they, they also risk considering how uh, you know acutely dense everything has been in critical like how they are almost at max on their hospitalizations ventilators and stuff like that so if there is another 2.0 spread in europe 
that could mean a lot more fatalities. So I think Europe is going to take a little bit of more time to open up. But one thing we can say for sure, the tourism industry this summer is going to be a huge, huge hit. Mm-hmm. I think we are going to have a bigger hit than we saw even in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I, th- mm-hmm. sorry. I think like what people might do is like instead of flying or going by cruises, we might just have a lot of road trips out this no, time around. You know, then so. it's domestic, right? I'm talking about international. Yeah, 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 yeah. International, like Italy is like 13 or 14% GDP is just tourism. So all the tourism uh, dependent countries are going to take a big hit for sure, you know. Mm-hmm. All the, all the, on a very lighter note, guys, and I, I, I mean, I'm not making sense. All the tour operators in Gujarat are going to start giving deals starting next year, guys. <laughs> because all Gujaratis that have planned travels in summer, they are not. But again, that's on a lighter note, guys. This is very serious. Our heart goes out to the people working on the front line, um, you know, uh, you know, braving this crisis and stuff. And also the people whose jobs are in danger because of this. We don't want yeah. to that happening but this is a little more critical uh, than the 2008 crisis because at that time oil wasn't this low at that time the aviation economy economy wasn't suffering as much as it is today so it's like this mm-hmm. trifecta you know oil aviation and the financial sectors are being hit mm-hmm. along with you know the medical challenges so that's what we have to see any closing comments you have mohal before i go into the recommendations no i mean uh I think one interesting thing what I noticed from the US was that it was, took like six weeks to get to the peak. I mean, I'm hoping that it's still the same way down up to six weeks. So India probably might be like around that six week period in the other, if you count the next one, seven to 10 days as I predicted. So maybe then it might be around a six weeks. So I think if you look at even other countries, it's around like four to six weeks to the top and then four to six weeks to the bottom, hopefully. The bot to the bottom part is not decided. I mean, you could go down and then again shoot back up. I mean, who knows? So and the no main thing is never. Yeah, yeah. I think the main worry would be now in the fall and obviously the southern hemisphere, which is now entering winter. So those would be the two hot spots now. Absolutely, I completely and wholeheartedly agree. But b- before we end, we have to talk about recommendations because given mm-hmm. the amount of people who are working from home. Patience uh, mm-hmm. takes a huge <laughs> part of my podcast, so I'll go with you first, Mohal. What are your recommendations? Um, so I'll recommend. Uh, it's an old series. I mean, they just released uh, the episode, uh, so season six. Sorry, like Bosch. It's on Amazon Prime. It's a detective series by the actor. Huh? Titius Welver, right? He's yeah, Titius Welver. Yeah, yeah. He's a protagonist in this. So, like, like. Me and my wife, we like we like the series, and uh, we're going to like start watching season six soon. So it's oh. a very good show. That will be a good. If you haven't watched, it's like a good binge version show to catch up to season five and beyond. You know. Absolutely. Uh, my recommendation would be two shows. One, I just finished Money Heist on Netflix. Uh, a terrific show. It's a Spanish show. Uh, uh, after which me and my wife were discussing. She's like, oh, when is part five coming? I'm like, with the coronavirus thing, the filming is going to be delayed since the show is in Spain. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I didn't even think about it. So, <laughs> you know, spare a thought. All those shows that you're watching now, the future oh, yeah. are going to be delayed because of this. So, uh, uh, six months from now, we are actually going to be forced to be walking out and running everywhere because there will be nothing to watch on TV. Um mm-hmm. 
that's one. And the second is an Israeli uh, thriller called Fauda, which just released. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, it's set in the Israel point. So for all our listeners who I know are political junkies, polit- uh, you know, foreign policy aficionados, uh, you know, read up on this. Uh, do go visit Mindmakers. We have a terrific pieces. Mohal wrote one. We had Professor Amalan Ghosh write one. Uh, Mohal was uh, is was on the approach, the uh, the numbers, and you know what the data was saying. Professor Ghosh was on what the policies were. Uh, Ramaharita talked about how India's approach was. Uh, uh, we had people write about the Kerala model. We also have, uh, and we are also going to have weekend pieces, which are non-coronavirus related. Uh, one piece about mm-hmm. Kashmir princess and, you know, the Air India flight that got crashed and what happened. So do read, uh, we're going to, you know, right now, every Corona is on everyone's minds, but, you know, ha- go to mind and read some other pieces also. It's, you know, it's going to expand your horizon and, you know, let's have a discussion on this. But thank you so much, Mohal, for joining. It's always a pleasure. And Thanks, Adit. The next time we are doing this, we'll all have some good news that the cases have gone down drastically. Till then. Yeah, I mean, US is declining and India should hopefully decline in the next one, two weeks. So hopefully that would be good news. So uh, from all of us, please, our listeners, please stay safe, guys. Listen to your local guidelines, whatever they are, and don't take unnecessary risks. Till then, uh, it's goodbye and we'll be back soon. Thank you.